All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson. Uh, it's been a long, long week, man. Uh, <laughs> I've been traveling all around. We did the Connecticut uh, Bellator show uh, last Friday night, and then we did the New York show at, um, in Long Island, which was great, too, which was Fedor and Chael. The Connecticut show was <clears throat> Ryan Bader versus um, Matt Mitrione. So, man, I got a lot on my mind. So, there's a lot going on. So, uh, what are we talking about first, Dave? Um, we can jump into the heavyweights since that was probably one of the bigger announcements. Okay. So, DC got the beast, Derek Lewis. <sighs> wow. Wow, I mean, how do you how do you not fall after he just said like, oh, I'm not ready for the heavyweight division. I'm not, I'm not. I need to get in better shape before I take a five round fight. DC coming off a broken hand, and uh, and I'll give you guys uh, some input on that. Like, he, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent. You know, I mean, I'm, he's not really hitting a whole lot with it right now. He's doing light sparring right there right now. So for him to be getting into this this fight, um. You know, he's obviously going to have to punch in this fight. You got someone like Derek Lewis, you know, um, that's been knocking fools out, man. I mean, that fight, his last fight was just epic. He was down. I had him down two rounds, you know, so he was losing two rounds, came out in the third. I had him losing the third round also, came out vicious punches in the end. The last, I think he finished it with like 12 seconds left, you know, um, on the clock in the third round. And what a fight. What what a damn fight. I mean, I think it's great. I love Derek Lewis. Uh, I want nothing but success for him. I just think that you got to let DC finish his career <laughs> on the win streak. Obviously, once again, I'm biased. <laughs> so <laughs> well, DC says that the deal was uh, so good, there was no way he could say no. Yeah, I mean, they, they need to look. I'm not, look, I'm not, I guess when people keep, people, I, I, I read the comments and people keep saying, like, I keep trying to compare the, I keep trying to compare Bellator to the UFC. I'm not, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to understand that there's a little bit of pressure right now on the UFC for them not building stars because DC is going to fight maybe two more times. He's going to fight this fight, Brock Lesnar. You may get him for another third John Jones fight, depending on the situation with John Jones. I'm just letting everyone know that you have to be real about the situation. The situation is pretty simple and pretty cut and dry. Connor can leave whenever he wants. Khabib right now was offered $15 million for a rematch, and he turned it down because they're continuing to go through with uh, firing Zuba. And I'm telling you right now, he does not care about the money. So all these, I know I'm touching it all in this heavyweight subject, which I'm not supposed to, but I'm just simply saying that all this stuff, they need, they needed him to fight Derek Lewis. They needed this fight. Sure, they've got other fights that are coming up, you know, but you have to understand though, too, you got guys that like Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. Sure, maybe they're not in the big shows anymore, but guess what? They're creating their own show. You know, and if you actually look at that undercard, it's not too bad. Like I saw some of the fights and some of the names on there. It's not too bad. You know what I mean? So I, I'm getting a little excited for that that whole card now after I see it all come together. And, you know, and I'll definitely be there to see Chuck fight in person. So those are things that I that excite me, man. I get excited about those type of things. But this fight itself, of course they paid him a ton of money. They have no stars. You need to use the stars that you do have that are going to bring in numbers. They have no stars. They haven't. They've waited around for Connor to come back. And so they need 
DC's probably their next biggest moneymaker. They need him to fight someone like Derek Lewis, who now has a million followers all because Joe Rogan said, best Instagram in the game, baby. That lets you know. When Rogan says some shit, bro, it, that shit <laughs> is crazy, <laughs> man. Is crazy, man. When Ro- it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy to think. And you hear people talk about him and stroke you know, Rogan while they're on his show. They stroke him left and right and slurp him left and right because... You know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, notoriety comes to them when, when, when they when they're on his show. You know, I mean, he's he's awesome, man. I mean, like he does what he does is great, and this proves it right there. This is just another way of proving it uh, in the MMA world. When he popped off and said, "Bro, you got the best IG in the game," everyone went nuts, <laughs> dude. They went crazy. They're, I mean, five hundred followers in like what? Less than forty-eight hours, or it a little was over five hundred thousand. Five hundred, yeah, five hundred thousand followers in less than what, um, twenty-four he, hours or some shit like yeah. that. It was crazy, insane. At the time of the fight, he was at like three hundred thousand. Now he's at like one, one point three or something like that. That's it's, it's awesome, absolutely man. Nuts. Um, Just crazy. Now this title fight's gonna catapult him to the next level. It's gonna bring all this 1.3. hype and all. And in the next three weeks, he's gonna grow big, huge. That's nuts, man. I mean, realistically, man, we always see people with with one million followers, like on IG. Really, like they usually have to usually have to have big booties and like you know they're usually some of the UFC champs are, are barely at a million right now. It's yeah, just crazy. yeah, it's Instagram models, bro. He's now an Instagram model after he took his <laughs> pants off, bro, because his balls was hot. Right? He's an Instagram model now, baby. Yo, he's just gonna walk around with his in his drawers. It's gonna be great. Look, the fight with DC. Look, DC for sure has every ability. I think he's. Better than than Derek Lewis on the feet doesn't have the same punching power as Derek Lewis. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Even though Derek, even though DC was able to knock out Stipe, it was the speed that got to his chin. But what DC has that is way better than anything that Derek Lewis has is his wrestling. I mean, you're talking Olympic level, two time Olympian. Um, you know his wrestling ability to be able to take bigger guys down, especially Derek Lewis, who will stand in front of him. I would imagine. DC will be able to get him out of there, but I mean, look, we thought for sure that Volkov was going to be able to finish him as well. And uh, when I was looking at that fight, I was like, man, that's a nasty fight. If uh, Volkov uses his push kick and his tip kick, which he was in the beginning of the fight, it just didn't translate into later rounds when he wasn't using it anymore. And so as this fight gets put together with DC and uh, Derek Lewis, man, I'm excited. We should just call it the DC DL fight, man. <laughs> I think DC DC DL fight, man. DC V hot balls. Yeah, D hot balls. V hot balls. Um, That's so funny. A couple of things just to get your opinion on. So Derek said that he believes Stipe deserves a rematch first, right? Then yeah. DC says his hand isn't 100% ahead of the fight. And then DC also commented on um, being disappointed that he's been stripped of the title, but he, he understands kind of the, the what UFC needs to do for business. Uh, okay, it's let's like, talk about the title stripping. Okay. And I talked about this, I think, last the very last podcast we did. They stripped his ass, and he found out on the he found out on the internet. They didn't even call him. Isn't that how UFC always does that? Yeah, but the thing is, is you only have you don't have a lot of guys that make you like decent pay per view numbers right now in the market of everyone stealing pay per views. You don't have those guys right now. And you're gonna go and do things like that to him and you're gonna piss him off. And sure, maybe he's only good for one or two more fights. But come on, man. Like just just open up the chain. Like you can't you just open up the chain of communication and just tell him like, hey, you know, we're gonna probably strip you. You seem like you're real comfortable with heavyweight. You know, obviously you're waiting for the Brock fight. 
John Jones can fight you at heavyweight too if he, you know, if he if we decide to put that fight together. John Jones obviously is expressing some sort of interest in fighting at heavyweight. He's going to fight Gus first. I think Gus beats him. Just my just my opinion. John Jones is able to fight guys and 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 do a lot of work against guys like that because of his length and his reach which he does not have against Gus. So I think, and I actually thought Gus beat him the first fight. I went back and watched the fight. I was there live in the arena that fight, and I actually had Gus winning that fight. Sure, it was close. You can't be mad at the decision, but I had Gus winning the fight. You know, and I'm not just saying that because I I, I don't like John Jones. I'm just saying that because actually at the time when I was in the arena, the crowd was going crazy for Gus to win that fight. It was nuts, and so I think that kind of maybe skewed my decision. But even when I went back and watched it um, afterwards, I still thought Gus won the fight. But it was a great fight, man. That was definitely a fight that I'm surprised they didn't run it back sooner. You know, but it was the the length and the size of of uh, Gus that gave John Jones the problem. And whereas he's always a lot taller, a lot longer, and lankier than any anybody has ever fought, well, he didn't have that against. Um, he didn't have that against uh, Gus, and I think it worked against him. And he just he didn't know how to deal with it. You could tell in that fight he was having a hard time dealing with it. But with John with DC, I mean, as far as him being stripped, I think it was ridiculous that they didn't uh, tell him at least let him know, like, hey, you know what, you're gonna hold up the division too long. We got to get this thing off of you. Got to move it on. We're gonna have Gus and, and Jones fight. And one thing that he's always been, he's always been understandable. Like he can always he always understands the situation that 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 the business side is dealing with and he i'm sure he would have worked with them and be like hey you know what my hands not healthy i won't be able to fight either division for a while so the money was so good they're like look we're going to strip you the title but guess what we're going to throw you all this cash for the Derek lewis fight you know and fight this fight to, to basically get us some more views on this card because we're at msg and we have no one on that card right now that's going to sell and i also think that they did that because Dustin Poirier pulled off the fight. He pulled out of the fight. They had nothing. They had nothing anymore. So that being said, they were like, shit, what are we going to do? We have to do something big. You can't just not. You Sure, you can have Nate Diaz, but you have to have Nate Diaz versus somebody really good. You know, and who, who they haven't even matched him up yet, huh? And, uh, well, Nate says, um, so, I mean... We're, we're, we'll get we're gonna get into that though. Yeah, but I mean, do yeah. they okay? But we'll yeah. talk we'll talk about that in another punk's opinion. <laughs> so you're here. I, this is a punk's opinion, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's just my opinion. So if you guys take my opinion for what it's worth, you know, and uh, it is what it is. But I'm just giving you a little bit of the inside. DC's hand is not 100%. DC will stand. I know he will stand because he's been doing a little bit of light contact. He's just got to be careful with the hand. Uh, obviously, it may potentially re-break. I do know that they're looking to get the fight with Brock Lesnar in sometime in February, early February. So that's why he's able to take this fight. If he breaks his hand again, it may be out until like February, March, April. So... Which pushes him into his 40th birthday, I believe. And then that says... It's like he was kind of like, hey, I'm going to fight until I'm 40. Look, we all say that. We all lie to each other. <laughs> He'll fight as long as he can make as much money as he possibly can. So all that being said, hey, man, like this is going to be a great fight. I'm excited to see the DC and Derek Lewis. I'm just excited to see, uh, honestly, a lot of the promos. I mean, like people put this slap together that last uh, press conference thing that they did side by side, oh, talking yeah. about, you know, the fried chicken, why I'll give me a light, I'll give me a light DC. Yeah, well, do you, yeah, Derek, I want to know. You tell me too. <laughs> it was, <laughs> was good. But, you know, I think it's great. The great that they're both uh, the same. And, you know, Derek Lewis telling me, hey, man, you're too small, man. You come up to, hey, I'm going to knock you out. Well, here's your chance, big boy. Here's your chance. Hey, so, 
So uh, Brendan was saying yesterday that he thinks that uh, regardless of how Derek feels about deserving his title or not, he he has to take it because he might not get a chance for a long time again. So uh, just be, just because he was saying like he feels like Stipe deserves it, I know he's been super humble, right? But like it's just kind of like. Don't you think it's weird that he's that he's kind of saying he doesn't deserve a title shot? It's like yeah, it's hard for well, I mean, he's like bro, like isn't this what you're fighting good, your whole life for? Yeah, but I mean, I think it's good, man. He's got so many now. He's got so many uh, followers, man. He can start making up money off of his social media too. So I mean, and people love him. That's a great thing. It's great to see a big guy like that be so humble, so nice, so funny. I mean, like if you, you know. I I, lo- I love watching. I love his IG. Like he's got so much cool stuff on there. It's just fun, man. It's fun to be around, and uh, they just it's you can't say enough about people like him. It's great to see that not all fighters need to be douches and like act tough and th- those type of things. I think it's great. I think he's great. He's the type of thing that is great for the sport. You know, I love seeing things like that. And they need something like like the UFC, and you don't need somebody like him right now to kind of dial people back and be like, hey, you know, you don't need to be. You know, talking hella trash and doing all these things, you know, to get big fights. And I'm glad, I'm glad he's getting the title shot. I mean, it's sad that it's going to end up beating against DC because I don't really see outside of you know him catching him, him beating him. You know, we knew that Volkov was going to stand with him. You know, that was a, that was going to be a good fight. And if if Derek Lewis could get a hold of his chin, he could finish anybody. You know, and the same thing can be said for if when he fights DC. But I think that we've seen that DC can we can de- DC can definitely out wrestle him. You know, and we've seen him do it to other guys that are better wrestlers than Derek Lewis. So we'll see. It'll be a great fight. I'm excited for the whole fight. I mean, I just want to see it because I like both the guys. When you like both the guys, it's hard to like not want, not get excited yeah, yeah. about a fight. You know yeah. what I mean? So, all right, man. Well, that's my punk's opinion on Dale Cormier versus Derek Lewis coming up November 3rd, the main event at Madison Square Garden uh, in New York City, man. I'm excited. I will be there live for that fight, which will be awesome. And uh, I'll try and maybe do some video stuff on my my uh, social media, basically giving you guys the heads up, saying like, hey, this is what's going down right now, the week of. All right, my man. Thanks um, again. So I, I think um, with the heavyweight conversation, we can jump straight into John Jones and Gus. And you want to cut it right from here? Nah. Just keep going. So it's the whole thing? That's the whole thing. Oh, I thought you were going to break it up in segments. No. Oh, you don't want to just cut it right now? No. <laughs> I want to. All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson again. <laughs> Uh, my producer Dave didn't give me the feed on what we're doing, so we are here right now with John. We're going to talk with John Jones. Josh doesn't I, understand podcasting. Yeah, 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 so I don't understand. We'll just figure <laughs> it out. Hey, I'll figure it out as I go. So we're going to talk now, John Jones and uh, Gus Alexander Gustafson, and they're set for the rematch at UFC 232. Where's that fight at? Uh, it's overseas, right? No, uh, I don't think. No, I'm it's overseas. Uh, which. Let's see, I got it right here. What's well, reschedule? Say December 29th. I think it's in Las Vegas. UFC. Let's see, upcoming. That should be. A, I mean, I'm excited for that fight. the The length, the reach, the range that Gus brings is a different dimension. It was we saw in the first fight. It was extremely hard for him to, um, for John Jones to deal with, and ultimately, like. For me, I felt like he. I felt like he lost the fight. I felt like John. I felt like John Jones lost that fight. Uh, sure, it was close. You can read it any way you want, but in my in my opinion, just my opinion. That's what we're here for. Is the punk's opinion? Is um in my opinion, I thought I thought he lost. I thought John Jones lost the fight. Sure, it was close. Could have went either way. But I was actually live in the arena at that at that event, and 
It was a great fight, man. It was amazing. I mean, Gus was still there after a lot of nasty, like, spinning elbows. A lot of just different stuff. I think he even got kicked to the head one time. But, I mean, Gus did a lot of great things as well. Kept uh, John Jones at the edge of the jab. The one thing that Jones is not used to doing, and, he, and I don't think you can bring anyone in to really simulate uh, Gustafson because it's hard to find someone who is as tall as him with the reach as him, is, that moves and the mobility as much as him. And in that fight, the one thing that I can say is, remember, John Jones took down Daniel Cormier as a two-time Olympian. He had a hard time getting Gus down. You know, there was a couple times, especially later in the fight as they were fighting, he, he had a hard time getting Gus down. He couldn't get him down. You know, and uh, that ultimately is kind of what I is what I thought kind of stole him the fight was is he was able to stuff Jones's takedowns and he was able to do some damage on the feet when they were up making the exchange back up to the to the feet. I, I was I was very impressed with Gus. I became a Gus fan after that. Gus has kind of lost me a little bit now, a lot with a little bit of the the DC trash talk. But I mean, obviously that bothers me only because I'm DC's uh, teammate and friend. But overall, I mean, I'm, I'm being upfront with you guys. You know, like I said, I have a, a better respect or I enjoy more when the guys uh, are more like Derek Lewis. Uh, I enjoy watching those kind of guys fight where, you know, they're they're humble and in, in, uh, in defeat. But then they're also they're super funny and, and great to be around. Look at that beautiful takedown by Gus there in that one. We're watching clips of it right now. But just there was just a great fight between the two of them last time. And I'm, I'm super excited for this rematch. This is probably the best uh this is pro look at him jiggy john jones chasing gus around on the takedown but this is probably the biggest rematch that um is slated for them that i would really love to see there's not really any other rematches they have that i would really enjoy seeing yeah look at that little toe it's kick in to in the vegas face. oh it's in vegas december yeah. 23rd 29th 29th oh right yeah. after christmas it's uh max holloway and brian ortega that's over oh it's not overseas but it's in canada Oh okay, okay. Yeah, that's one. Man, this is this is right after the day, a couple days after Christmas, right before New Year's. Uh, yep, right before New Ooh. Year's. But they always do that. They yeah, always do that. December thirtieth, December twenty ninth. I don't know, man. You don't know? It just doesn't feel right going to Sin City the day after Christmas. <laughs> like a couple days after Christmas. You, you feel know? like John Jones is going to pop again? <laughs> yeah, right? You got to be careful, man. And then the other thing people don't realize, USADA can test you or will test you generally the morning after you win your fight. So for all those guys that like to go out and do a couple rails, you know, or pop a couple mollies, just remember, right after you win your fight, bro, smoke some weed because you're a little sore. <laughs> Guess what? You know, they can uh, they can drug test you. And it's for 24 hours. That's called in-competition training or in-competition testing. So for 20, I want to say it's like until like 10 o'clock the next morning or something like that, they can still test you. Mm. Yeah. So be cautious. I want to let all the fighters know you guys got to be cautious, man. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this stuff anyways, but hey, who am I to judge? You know? <laughs> Shit, bruh. Shit. <laughs> John Jones doesn't seem a cute enemy. So yeah, right? I mean, 15 months suspension. He's like, man, if I'm going to keep getting these slaps on the wrist, shit, I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing. Fuck <laughs> like it. Um, hey, so uh, I know you were talking about the, the Nate and Poye thing earlier. Yeah. So um, Dustin came out is uh, saying it was a hip injury that forced him out of competition. Ooh, a hip um, injury. That's nasty. Yeah. Um, and then he just tweeted out, small setbacks happen. I'm flying to LA to get a second opinion, and I'll have an idea what I, when I can return. I can't wait to get back in the octagon. Thanks for the support. And then Nate Diaz tells Dana, hey, why don't you just fire me instead of firing Khabib? Because yeah. he don't even want to fight anymore. So. Yeah. 
So I don't think they're gonna get a Nate fight replaced for two two thirty. Yeah, I mean, I really because uh, Kevin Lee's already got matched up against Ally Quinta, so there's oh, that yeah. fight. Like yeah, that. so that fight's matched up. So I can't really think outside of that. I know that Nate Diaz will not fight Barboza because he doesn't like to fight guys that leg kick that much. I mean, you maybe you <laughs> could see a Justin Gaethje slash uh, Nate Diaz fight. That'd be a great fight because <clears throat> Gaethje doesn't really use his, even though he's got great leg kicks, but he doesn't really use his wrestling at all. I think Masvidal called him out at 170. Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't make the the contract. They couldn't make it get it to go. But that he would. I don't know if he would take that fight either. You know, um, Nate wants to fight. Nate looks like he's in phenomenal shape. I saw some videos, you know, of him training. I saw some clip, some some images too, and pictures of him. He looks pretty. He looks pretty slim down. He looks like he's fit. You know, and uh, doesn't it bother you though that he just doesn't fight? Like it's like no, it doesn't bother me at all. It's kind of, it's kind of, well, do, I mean, don't you wish that he would just either shut up and stay out, stay no, out of the conversation? No, I don't wish that. I don't. I think I think people like him and his brother make the sport interesting. The fact you that know? they never fight and all they do is say we're the best. We yes, yes, because it, it keeps people intrigued in them, and I enjoy that. You know, and it's no different than what Connor did when he was two years out. He still commented on other guys and still said things and like how he'd beat certain guys or he would do. You know, it's like it's no. You want to stay relevant, and they stay relevant pretty well. I mean, Nick's been out for so damn long. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where like, okay, you're probably never gonna fight again. You know, and if you do fight, we probably won't be. It definitely won't be the same Nick that we saw three and a half years ago or something like that. You know, whereas Nate, <clears throat> we can watch Nate fight. Nate fought what two years ago, I think, right against uh, Connor, and um, Nate will still, I think, come in and still look good. You know, like he's. I know it's removed for two years, but I think Nate's always kind of training. You know, training either. You know, with Gilbert and those guys, or he's you know out there training you know, with his brother. So whatever, man. Like it is what it is. Like I enjoy the fact that they they were able to make some money. They were they are able to kind of demand what they want, knowing that the, U, the UFC doesn't like to deal with them unless they can put something together that you know that um that will bring attraction to them. That's they, they don't and then they don't want to take any fights. Like a Barboza fight does nothing for them. Does nothing for I agree with them 100%. I think that the fact they have a little bit of power, they need to utilize it against the you know, against the UFC, which is what they're doing. You know, and I I'd love to see him in Gaethje. I'd love to see uh him in Poirier. I would have loved to see him in Eddie Alvarez, you know, those three fights. Those are the fights that I want to see him fight. That was the one thing, and I don't want to bring myself into this too much, but I wanted to say, all I heard when I was with Strikeforce and like when I was fighting Gilbert all the time, because we were the only two guys that were continuously winning to always meet at the title. What I didn't, what I didn't like was as soon as I got to the UFC, all I ever heard was, "Man, I would love to see Josh Thompson fight Anthony Pettis." Man, I would love to see Josh Thompson fight. Um, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. God, I would love to see those fights. As soon as I got there, those fights were never offered to me. Yeah. I'm like, looks at pays. That's all. Yeah, but even it was it was offered and I took it, but then it was gone. Like, and we, they knew what they were doing. I think had he not been the champion, I probably would have ended up fighting him. You know, but then they just didn't. It was never. They were never offered to me. It was never fights that were on the on the on the that were there. You know, and so that's what kind of sucks. And I can understand. Like with Nate, he's like, fuck that. I know I'm a big enough name now. I'm a big enough draw. His in his whole mindset, he's like, I'm fighting who I want, you know, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make sure that it fits my fighting style, and we make for a great fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sticking at lightweight, 
uh, Alvarez. Yes. What's your opinion now? I think it's great. I mean, I'm sure I would have loved to have seen him come to. Um, would have loved to have seen him come to Bellator. That would have been great to have a to have him come basically come back home. <clears throat> um, but in all fairness, they paid him a lot of money, and uh, you got to go. At, I think in his stage in his career, he's got to go where the money is. And one FC is packed with small, tough guys. No one knows. So it sucks for him, right, that he's fighting all these really extremely tough guys that no one knows. You know, a majority of them all are stand-up guys. They're all either from, like, uh, Evolve or they're all from, like, Thailand. So they're all going to be tough on the feet. So he's going to have to probably get his wrestling on par because a lot of those guys lack in the jiu-jitsu department. But they're freaking nasty on the feet. You know, and the fact they have soccer kicks on the ground and, you know, and you can still soccer kick them and kick them in the head on the ground. That's a little dangerous, I think, for someone like him who has a tendency to sometimes get dropped and scrambled. You know, the last thing he needs to do is get caught on the way up, try to get up from the ground. Um, you know, one or two nasty knockouts could end, you know, could end your career. And we saw that with TJ Grant, who uh, was fighting, who fought Gray Maynard years ago, was number one in line for the title shot and then turned around and got he had a concussion during the, the Gray Manor fight, and then like in training, uh, basically getting ready for his potential title fight with Anthony Pettis, he knocked himself out in training also, and now he's never been the same. I guess apparently he still has uh, concussion-like symptoms. So that's sad, but it's you know it's it's uh, obviously probably part of the game. Do you think for him at this point, it's just trying to the the accolade of getting more titles because he's had the no he i mean maybe i mean maybe he was the bellator champ from before he was the ufc champ he'll be probably be the one fc champ um i mean my honest opinion is that it's they need to bring in more people from the u.s to that that have big names if they want to try and stay relevant i mean sure they've got a great organization over there that is doing big things in asia you know but it's definitely not attracting the u.s crowd you know, so they needed a big signing like this to to stay relevant in the U.S. But I, I mean, for me, I tip my hat to him, man. Make as much money as you as you can. I'm glad, and I think. And here's everybody, everybody, every fighter. Learn, take a little something from him. Like that's what I did. That's what I mean. And I I basically paid attention to what LeBron James and Darrell Revis and those guys did in football and basketball, like. If you believe in yourself, just test the market. Test the market. Like, you know, you haven't got, you don't, there's no reason to resign every single time. You know, if you're winning, don't worry about it, man. Like, just, and if you know you got a name, just, one of those companies will pay you. Bellator will pay you. Uh, 1FC will pay you. You know, just stick your hand out there and go, hey, let's see what it is. If not, UFC will always snatch you back up. They got too many shows. That's what the fighters need to understand. Dude, they've got too many shows every year not to have fighters on the on their payroll. They have to. They have to keep you guys. Okay? They need to. They they need you guys because they have too many shows. They're having a hard time fighting a replacement for Nate Diaz right now. And the 155-pound division is probably the most stacked division there is in the world. And what do you mean that you can't find someone for him to fight? It's the most stacked division in the world. You need to... Um, they need they need fighters. So you can always go back to the UFC. I could have went back to the UFC and I was coming off of a three-fight losing streak. They were like, yeah, here's what we're willing to pay you. I was like, dude, I'm not fighting you for you know that amount of money. When I can get, a, I can get 
a guaranteed fight purse from Bellator, you're out of your mind. No way. You know, I mean, that, that's the thing. I've, I've never been one, uh, and it started with me at Strikeforce, I've never been one to say, hey, yeah, I want you to pay me half my purse if I lose. F you, man. I don't fight any less harder. You know what? You can do those half purses things to people that have been known to quit. Go right ahead. But don't do that shit to people like myself who have never quit ever in their fights. You know, I've seen guys that, like, in a fight like with me with Tony Ferguson where I got dropped in the second and cut real bad and blood everywhere, I've seen I've seen plenty of guys just roll over, give their back, and get a submission. And be like, okay, look, I'm out of here. At least I'm better now. Okay, I'll just, I'll figure out my next fight. Hell no, man. That that was never as I was never cut from that cloth, you know. And so if in that case, when 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 promotions would come to me and say like, yeah, I want to pay you, you know, the seventy and seventy, I'm like, sure, I can make maybe I can make one hundred forty thousand, great. But the problem is, if I lose, I'm only making seventy. No, thank you. No, I'd rather take a, a guaranteed money at say one sixty or one fifty. Then take one seventy. You fight three times that year, you know, you're making, you know, you're making good money. So, I would rather make four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year than make you know potential of making you know thirty thousand dollars more. No way, man! I want my guaranteed money. If I was a quitter, I would understand the promotion saying that. Yeah, you know, but I'm not, and I, I've proven it time and time again. You know, I've been dropped a couple times in fights, and I've come back and won those fights. You know, um, it's just little things, man. Like I've had two broken ribs in the first round and finished the fight, and still couldn't came out to win the fight. Like, don't tell me. Like, don't talk to me about, like, half purses. Why? I don't train any less hard for, depending on who I'm fighting. I always train the same. I train super hard every single time. And all these guys do. I know I would almost guarantee all of them train is just as hard. You know, they don't They don't change how they train. Oh, I'm not going to I'm just gonna do cardio today because, you know, because, I, oh, my guy, I'm only going to make this much to fight this guy. No. They all train hard because they want that. They want the... They want to win. You know, there's so much pride involved in this. And I think the promotion's taking advantage when they're paying half, half your purse, half this. I think everyone should demand. And if you're not going to demand, if it's going to be half and half, it shouldn't be half and half. It should be like 70 30. So at least that person has enough to live until the next fight. Yep. You know, if I'm making 100 grand, sure, pay me 70 grand and 30, <clears throat> and 30 if, uh, if I win. What you can also do too uh, to incentivize great fights, and I was trying, we've talked about this. I think we, I talked about this a lot with Strike Force, is what they did was instead of giving me a win bonus, they gave me a finishing bonus. <clears throat> so I made, I was heavy on the top end, and I got like a, another twenty five thousand finishing bonus. So those are like little things that promotions can do. Sure, give them seventy thirty or sixty forty. So if you're gonna make, you know, 70 30s, I make 70 grand, 30 if I win, then I get like a fifteen thousand dollar finishing bonus. That's like that yes, back room. That. Yeah. So then it's like then it makes you want to fight harder. An extra fifteen grand, an extra twenty grand. If I finish you, if I knock you out, if I submit you, that's money, baby. Yeah. Like that 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 incentivizes tough fights. That incentivizes someone to go out there and get the finish. Yeah. You know? Um so, so when it comes to like the the whole union conversation, then do you mm -hmm. like don't you think that that's the whole point in having competition, like Bellator and One FC versus a union that says UFC has to pay so much money? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't you think it's better that that we have comp compet <clears throat> like competition like uh, leagues versus? No, like, I a union? I, de I definitely do think it is better. Uh, I don't think it's better than a union, but I still think it's I think it's just as good. But then that just goes back to any any type of free market industry. Yeah, having competition is better than anything than a union can force. And look, and, and I don't think we'll ever have a union. Want to know why? Because fighters will never stick together. 
Yeah, All they care about is making as much money as they can just for themselves during their short period of time instead of worrying about the long, the, the length of the future and the other guys, which I'm 100% okay with, okay? I'm okay with it. But what frustrates, what frustrates me the most, just because the guys that have left, like Eddie didn't leave UFC because he was bitter or because he sucked. He left because he wanted to. Phil Davis didn't leave because he was bitter or because he sucked. He was like, I want to say he was in the top five rankings. Why would he leave? Yeah. Because the money sucked. Like, you can make more money in other organizations. Sure, maybe you won't be as much of a star, apparently, as what you want. But at the end of the day, though, it's your star power doesn't really make you a whole lot of money unless you're a Conor McGregor. Khabib now is probably at that level. But, you know, Chuck Liddell was at that level. But even Tito wasn't really at that level where it was making him a shitload of money outside of the cage. So when you guys see that, sure, maybe you'll get recognition and notoriety. But guess what? That shit don't pay your bills, man. Yeah. I, I just think that, like, as far as the union thing, um, I just, like, and it brings me to one of the next points we're going to talk about, right, and um, the whole 50 Cent telling Khabib to come over. I know it's not realistic, right, but just, like, as far as that, right, like, having that, having that competition, like, the way Bellator's coming up right now, it just seems like they're they're just really catching up to the UFC at a competitive level. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. And, look, and, I, and I, the reason why, and, and, look, I had an honest discussion with some people, and... And I'm going to be very upfront and very honest. And sure, maybe it's just the, it's the Conor McGregor thing that I could talk about and the Khabib thing I could talk about. But you have to remember this. <clears throat> you know, Bellator is getting like 800 to 1,000 people maybe to come to their weigh-ins. Conor McGregor had 10,000 people at the weigh-ins. That's, That's crazy, one man. man yeah, it's one man. You're right. I agree with you. It's one man. And... But look, it, it's a it's a slow process. Like, well, let's not let's not. I'm not comparing the two organizations. What I'm comparing is, and and Scott Coker has said it though too, is <clears throat> look, there's plenty of room for two promotions. And you know now with the signing like this for One FC, there's a third promotion that it'll it'll attract some other people. You know, um, definitely it will. But not every fighter is going to want to travel to Asia and fight. And I, and I worked for One FC doing cage side commentary with them for a while. But not everyone's going to want to travel to Asia every fight and fight in a country that no one knows their name and no one's going to ever really cheer for them, you know? So not everybody wants that, you know? Um, there, I haven't really seen any reports of them potentially coming to the U.S. I haven't seen... Um, I do know that they, they, there was talks and conversations about them potentially going to Brazil, Um but that was all I've heard. I mean, they really... They're in Kuala Lumpur. They're in Manila. They're in... Um, uh, Jakarta, they're in Beijing, they're in you know China now. Uh, I don't think they've been to Japan yet, but they're in Singapore. I mean, Singapore is their best location. That's their home base. And it's a phenomenal arena. It's a beautiful arena. They do a great job there. Uh, it's the best place probably that they fight, that they have their, their fights at, that everyone loves to go to you know everything there is super clean super nice it's really like it's great to be like that was like when i when we were doing shows there i was like all right this is a great show you know i mean don't get me wrong the other the other areas that they went were great too but each place was different you know what i mean um but no i, I just i don't see i don't really ever see a union happening because these fighters will not stick together and they don't and all look and even if you don't shape a union all you guys have to do is have an agreement. Then no, I'm not going to fight for any less than this. And no, I'm not going to take 50-50. I'm going to take 60-40 or 70-30, you know, and then bonus me if I finish. Like have those type of conversations with the organizations. But it doesn't happen. And it's got to happen at the top. It's going to have to take someone like Khabib to set that standard. 
you know, or, or Conor McGregor. But Conor doesn't seem interested in any of that. You know, Khabib is just, that's that's him. The conversation he's having right now about the Zuba firing and, you know, and the potential suspension of Islam or whatever it was. Like, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Think about a guy who gets offered $15 million and says, no, nah, I'm good. But don't you think that's more powerful than, than a union where Khabib and Conor have that independent leverage? Uh, because of how they're marketing themselves. But if there was a union involved, the union would get behind them and say, like, look, we're going to strike, kind of. So it, the, no fighters would be able to fight then. Yeah, but then don't, don't you think that sucks for the fighters that want to fight, even if they want to fight for $100,000 instead of $20 million? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that fighter needs to feed his family, and now he can't fight, and he can't also go somewhere else and fight. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand the whole idea behind the union and how they could affect the people that are on the lower end of the pay scale. Yeah. I do understand that. But, um, and look, and I'm, I, I could care less whether they start a union or not. I'm just being 100% honest with you. I just feel that fighters should all, with, we don't need to, you don't really need to form a union what you need to do is you need to have something put in place like the all the actor. You need to have something put in place where you talk and communicate with each other. And you say like, hey, if we all say our contracts will not say that we're taking 50-50, we're taking 60-40 or 70-30, you know, then that's what it should be. You know, and every fighter should step in and say, no, you know, I'm going to take 70-40. Even if it's less money, go ahead. You can undercut other people, but you should still be heavier in the... In the uh, you know, in in that position, like hey, if I'm gonna fight for ten grand, I want seven grand up front and three thousand dollars if I you know if I win, you know, and maybe negotiate in there like I said a fight win bonus. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you could potentially do. What I like is that Eddie Alvarez went out on a limb. He's doing whatever is best for him and his family, and he didn't leave because he was better. He left because the money was better. And I just want all the other athletes, every fighter, to look at something like that. Don't just get addicted to the UFC because it's, oh, it's the UFC. Because when you guys are all said and done, okay, you're going to need the money. You're not going to, the UFC is not, and they've proven also with Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes and how they let them go after they said that they would be lifers in the company. You know, they fired them, you know, and then that's why those guys are out doing whatever. And think about how much money those guys made before. Yeah. So let's not talk, let's not talk as if like, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to all take care of you because it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yep. They, they're, you're going to need the money is what's going to get you by for the next 40 years of your life. That's remember. Just remember that. Okay. Let's just fight. Let's just say you fight till you're 40. You have 40 more years you potentially could live that you need money for. Yep. Do you have that already in the bank? Do you have enough to live another 40 years? If you don't, then maybe you should think about being a free agent and, si and signing wherever the money is. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of like endeavors that will also set you up. Like it's not necessarily. Yeah, there is. There's also a lot of endeavors that you could actually lose money in too. Yeah. <laughs> so before you say anything like that, just remember there, those, that's the problem. Some of these guys, they leave, they're done. They have all this money and they start trying to invest in certain things and they lose it all. Yeah. Makes you sense. know, interest rates in banks right now is like still at like 1%. No one's making any money in the bank. Yeah. You know, the housing market could crash again like it did in 2000, what, six eight. and eight or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that could happen again. You could be ass out. Most of these guys could be upside down in their house. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a it's a shitty situation. But like you only have a short period of time to make as much money as you possibly can. And 
majority of these people are still stroking on and and i'm not i'm not a ufc hater i just i've been in every big organization there has been pride dream ufc uh strike force now bellator and i worked for one fc name another bigger company that i haven't worked for i've worked for all of them yeah you know i i mean i, I it's i'm just speaking and i'm only speaking this way because you you got it. You got. I care about the fighters. I care about the fact that like, hey, I know and understand what happens after fighting. You know, I'm not saying I'm done, but I'm saying like I haven't fought in almost two years, or has it been two years? Yeah, it's been. Yeah, yeah it's been February. Two, uh, this February, February will be year, two right? years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So February will be two years. You know what I mean? It flies by, man. I feel like I just fought fucking a couple months ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It just flies by. Yeah, and. You know, it's like right when you're done, where's the money coming from? What are you doing? You know, majority of people open gyms. Well, let me just tell you, I own a gym. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. There's so many gyms out there. So those of you fighters that are thinking about opening gyms, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but man, let me tell you, it ain't easy. Especially if you're not like a star, like if you're just like uh if you're if you're just one of the guys that was kind of made it halfway and then well and then let me just let me let me stroke you on this though, I'm like I'm considered one of the biggest stars to ever fight out of San Jose. It's still not easy. Yeah, it's still not easy. People don't just come, and I can tell you this too. It's so funny if you guys read all those all those uh, memes and all those uh, posts that people write about. When was the when was the last time you saw that one that said? It said something like, "Why do why do your friends support other people and other companies besides yours?" That shit's true. Okay, Steve Jobs said it the best. He said, "If you want to know who your true friends are, start a business and see who helps you." Hmm. Yeah. Just remember that you got a guy who's a multi-billionaire, right? Who who said that? Like, you want to see who, who your friends are, your true friends are? Start a business and ask, and then ask some of them to help you and see which ones do. You know what's funny when you say that? Uh, when we us doing the podcast, right? I've got a bunch of people that never listen, never really like yeah. have anything to say. Like, I'll ask, I'll ask for input or feedback, and they want it, they'll be like, "Oh, I've not listened to it." Yep. And, then, and then as soon as I post that I'm going to Bellator's media, they're like, "Oh, can I come with you and do yep. video?" And I'm like, "Come on, bro." No. <laughs> No. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and I hate to be I hate to be that way, but it's true. Yeah. You know, like I like people are like, "Oh, yeah, I someone told me about your podcast." Oh, I said like, "Yeah, did you just subscribe?" "Oh, no." Like I'm like, "It doesn't cost you anything." Yeah. You just hit the subscribe button in your YouTube. You just hit the subscribe button on your iTunes. Yeah. And it's true though. It's like it's like it's crazy. Yeah. It's Nuts, man. I have family that still hasn't subscribed. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like you got to listen to it every day. Yeah, you can turn the notifications off. Yep. It's it's, it's crazy, crazy, man. man. And, yeah. and so the fact that like, and I'm and this is why I'm saying like with Eddie, I'm I'm 100 happy for him. 100. I've always loved watching Eddie fight ever since before when he was with Elite XE. Loved watching him fight Bodog. I think he was with Bodog first. Loved watching him fight Elite XE Bodog. Bellator, all those companies, man. He's a, he's a fucking animal. Love it. Never, never once have I ever seen him give up. He's a fucking gamer. Yep. Love watching him. I'm glad. I'm 100% happy for this guy. I'm glad he did this. I'm glad he tested the free market agency. There's reports that he's making over a million dollars a fight now in that contract. I, th I don't know how true those reports were. Well, um, I, the thing is, is I, I, I've worked for that company, and I do know they tend to, have to leak out stuff. 
They tend to leak things out to let people know that, hey, this guy who potentially is getting this. So there must be some, a little bit, some truth to it. But even if he's, maybe it's, maybe it's 700, maybe it's 500,000 and 500,000. Either way, that's more than he was making in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way, there's no, there's no, there's no way around it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, I'm happy for him, man. I'm glad. Of course, I I'm, I would have loved to have seen him come to Bellator. I think it would have been great, but that would have been great. You know, like to me, that he can add been. another strap to. His yeah, belt. right. He can add another belt to it, man. Yeah. Fucking, his fucking trophy shelf is getting cluttered up there, bro. <laughs> that guy's nasty good. He's nasty good. He's he's good. Oh, um, uh, next. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much around Khabib right now. It's just crazy. So Khabib says, if you don't, if you fire my teammates fire me too yeah then 50 cent says i'll give you two million coming bellator then he calls out floyd mayweather then floyd mayweather says tells showtime and mgm grand to get the checkbooks out it's just it's so so much so much craziness and hype around the khabib thing right now <laughs> and, and none of it is, involves the ufc except fire me <laughs> it's so crazy man yeah i mean we could talk about the khabib thing for a full hour let's just be real let's be honest man um. That's like and, my, and then that's, he turns that, down the fifteen million for Connor rematch as well. Like mm-hmm. there's just there's just so much so much like talk around what's going on with Khabib right now. Yeah, I my honest opinion is that he's probably not going to fight. That's just my honest opinion. He will. He probably will not fight. Brendan touched on it yesterday. How you you, you kind of circle back on you saying that Khabib's going to retire, and he's like, it's just crazy, like how he turned down the fifteen million rematch because like. You know, you you said it, and like here we are, like potentially facing his retirement. There was no doubt whether I thought he was going to retire. I thought <clears throat> he would only come back for the GSP fight. It does not, and, and sure, the, and I told him that I told told Brennan Schaub this. <clears throat> this is only confirmation. He does not care about the money, <laughs> dude. He fought on Saturday, Monday morning. He's meeting with Putin. Yeah, dude. Money, money, realistically, is not an issue, man. And George Harris Pierre, most excited by the idea of fight with great champion Khabib. And I think that GSP is now mesmerized by this guy. The fact that he's telling the UFC, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need the 15 million. That I think intrigues him even more to potentially fight Khabib. Cause GSP is one of those, he's a very like humble, he's a very um loyal kind of guy. Like he's somebody I think that is is wants to show respect to everyone and i think this being shown is like he's like letting him know like hey i'm interested in this fight now because of who you are it's a lot easier i guess from for like i guess for me it was so it was a lot easier for me to fight guys that were respectful i enjoyed fighting them i wanted to fight them i like i loved like i really get along with benson henderson you know i was excited for that fight i enjoyed fighting him you know um I had, I had, you know, there was other guys that I, you know, I had Gilbert Melendez, like we, we trained together before we fought the first time. I was so amped up for that, for those fights, man. Like you have the utmost respect for the, that guy at that time. So I was just like, man, it's going to be a great fight. I may, I may lose. I may get knocked out. I may get submitted. I mean, there was times when I trained with him, he would sub me and I was like, man, I'm supposed to be way better than you <laughs> on the ground. But it just, it's a matter of it just things happen, man. I mean, I remember countless times he swept me in certain positions. I even had to ask him how he did a couple different sweeps. You know, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. You know, like his fighting with Gilbert didn't always like, 
didn't always translate to like ever really seeing him on the ground a lot because he's such a gamer on the feet. But man, the guy was fucking phenomenal on the ground, spectacular on the ground. You know, I mean, uh, he's decent wrestling too. And never, you know, was never the easiest guy to take down. It definitely wasn't the easiest guy to hold down. You know, so I think that the mutual respect it makes it intrigues it intrigues George St. Pierre and potentially fighting him again and fighting him. And not to mention that to me has the potential of breaking what they just did with Connor and and uh Khabib. Yeah. I think you could see all of Canada watching that fight. I think you could see <clears throat> obviously I think the bigger fight would be GSP versus Connor. I'm not going to deny that, yeah, but I think that Khabib and Con- I think Khabib and Connor and GSP would make would beat what they did in pay per views for 2.4. <clears throat> you have all of Canada, and I think I think actually you would love to see with the relationship that the the way that the respect and the humbleness between the two guys. I think that a lot of the Russian fans and uh, would end up watching and tuning in and getting the viewerships as well. So I I, I mean it's crazy. I, I would love to see that fight, and I've said that before. I think that's the fight to make if you can make it happen. I don't think it will happen. Uh, too much time will pass in the process of figuring out what his suspension is going to be from the, the commission, from the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And that was supposed to be released yesterday, like details on it, right? Because it said the 15th. Said it, yeah, yeah so that was the 15th, yeah. But there was nothing. There was nothing released. I can't imagine they're going to suspend him very long. You know, I'm hearing 18 months, but I doubt it. Just to be honest. Um, the last thing they're going to do is let him go. Yeah, they will not cut him. Uh, I don't know if they have they even cut officially cut Zuba. No, but they pulled him from the card. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cut him, dude. Think about it. If they cut him, and I'm just being real. Go ahead and cut him. Bellator will sign him. Cut Islam. They will sign him. Guess who's going to be at every single fight? Khabib. He will be there in their corner every single fight. And then he just won't fight in UFC? No, he just won't fight in UFC. And and, and every single time he's there, the media is going to be there to talk to him about it for at least two years. For at least. So that's two years of free publicity. And then you're going to sit him next to 50 Cent. You're going to sit him next to... To uh, Wiz Khalifa, Demi Lovato, you're gonna make him a superstar in Bellator without even fighting. Without <laughs> even fighting, that's, that's madness. And it's just gonna be a big slap in the face to you know to them. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there is no doubt in my mind. Like, I mean, these these stars will come out to hang out with him at the cage, cage side. And every time Islam and every time Zuba fight, guess what? He will be there, and they're gonna book those dudes every three months. What if UFC just don't fight them and just kind of hold them hostage? You can't. If you're saying that, if you, then you have to pay them. So if they're saying they're ready to fight and you don't match them up and fight them, you have to pay them out mm. at the end of their contract. <clears throat> so, I mean, my, my personal opinion is that, I mean, if they cut Zuba, he won't fight. Khabib's done. I think that's what they're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out what, what they're going to do. They're stupid. They should have just had him fight Loboff. And just told like Khabib that he couldn't like he could come, but he couldn't corner. Yeah, you know, or he had, or they, or if they were smart, get him a skybox, have him sit in the skybox, and he had to stay there. Yeah. Security at the front door. You cannot leave the box. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it feels like they they wasted an opportunity to have some more eyes on on their own product. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for sure. But I mean, I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because, you know, the safety of the fans, safety of the people. And, you know, you can't have anyone, you know, you can't have anyone get hurt like outside the cage. You know, it's got to stay inside the cage. And I understand why they're doing it. I'm not knocking them for that. I don't, I'm not condoning at all what Khabib did. Not for one second am I condoning it. But <clears throat> I'm also not condoning what Connor did up on the cage when he hit uh, Abu Bakr on the, on the fence. Like, he threw the punch, man. I mean... But he Abu Bakr didn't throw the first punch. He what, threw the first punch. But wouldn't you be nervous if if no? that's going on and you just watch Khabib jump out and jump on? The guy was jumping the jump. fence. You got up on the fence too. You guys were face to face and you threw a punch. Yeah, but with, uh, but, with everything going on outside though, with no, Dylan that, and Khabib? no, that's that's not that's the most that's the dumbest thing. I, that's that's dumb. Hey. Because how how do you? What if he was just up on the fence trying to get to Khabib or yelling at Khabib to yell to get to get out of there? Hey, stop, would, stop! And then you be, throw a punch at him. Would that just instigate it even more? You'd be, wouldn't you be nervous? No, that he's no, right I wouldn't. There be. next to you. Why? Because Khabib just ran out to. What does that have to do with dance? somebody? You don't know what somebody else is going to do by throwing the first punch. You're instigating what he would do. If if I just if you and I were face to face on the cage, we didn't like each other. It doesn't mean I should throw the first punch, knowing that you you may not throw any punches. But I mean, if you're in all the commotion that's going on, I feel like he wasn't on. He it wasn't in all the commotion. He was on the top of the fence. But every, everything that was going on outside, though. But what does that have to do with what's going on at the top of the fence? Because it's all part of no, the same situation. No, it doesn't situation. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. I think it makes complete sense. No, oh, man, you're saying that it. You're saying that because the build up to because the fight, there was a fight in the stands, you and I should fight. But it's not no, a fight no, no. in the stands. It's your teammates. But it's because there was a fight somewhere over there. You, should, you and I should fight. But it's your team. Even so, if your friend, so if you're, so you're saying, if you saw your friend in the schoolyard fighting out in the, and then you were, you were like kind of just walking that way, and you saw one of his friends, but it's, you it's would not, just stop and turn but, and start throwing punches. But I would, if I was walking with my friend, and then one of your friends ran up and started fighting my friend, and then you ran up and were standing next to me, you guys, probably, but, but you guys are standing, but we probably would start fighting. Really, I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, There'd be no reason for me to hit you unless you started trying to help your friend in the fight. Like if you jumped in and start, then I, you know but, you start trying if, to hit my friend. But if there was no if there was no drama between our our different group, of wouldn't friends. make a difference. I still wouldn't go off hitting people like unless you were trying to hit my friend. But you're I'd, not be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, stay back. Let these two dudes fight. I'm sorry, man. I'm a, I'm a real fighter. Hey, one on one, they're fighting. Let them fight. I mean, let them fight, man. That's what grown men do. That's, that's the way it should be. Like, hey, if, if him and like Khabib and Dylan Dennis don't like each other, let them fight. Yeah. You know, I mean, there would be no reason for me to hit his friend unless his friend jumped in and started trying to hit my friend. I mean, that's that's just my take on the whole deal. You know? Like, if if Khabib's down there fighting Dylan Donis and Connor runs in there and starts hitting, you know, Khabib from the back, of course. And I'm standing right there, fuck, for sure I'm running in there trying to hit dudes. Like boom, boom, you know, but you know, I mean, and but I mean, I also, I'm also the guy. Be like, hey, hey, everyone, stay back. Let them fight. Let them get at it. Like if if Connor's standing right there, like, hey, let them fight. Let them get out. If Dylan Dawson could be want to fight, let them get at it. Just no one else jump in. I mean, it was a big ruckus. I mean, that's not the scenario of the situation at all. There was more cops and more people and everyone jumping in, and, and you know, yeah. But it, it broke two point four million. So That's what they're saying, yeah. Yeah, you haven't yeah. you haven't given your opinion. Oh on that yet. yeah, okay. So you, my you predicted one point yeah, four. Yeah, I predicted one point four. But I mean, you know, whatever. I was off by a million. Not too bad. <laughs> Shit, bro. 
I couldn't have been more fucking wrong. That's Holy snikes, man. That was crazy. I was crazy wrong. Crazy wrong. It was good, though. It was, uh, I'm happy for both of them. I think it was great. Uh, I think the, f I don't know if maybe the fact that they did no publicity or no, no press conferences and things like that before. It was great. The buzz was, was about the fighters. Uh, even when they didn't do press conferences, the buzz was about the fighters. And I thought that's exactly what it should have been. I was happy. I'm extremely happy with the fact that they're, you know, but then what could be said is like, Hey, keep your money. Yeah. But he, he'll get pay-per-view money regardless of his parse, right? No, but he was saying overall, keep my money. Yeah, I mean, like he's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you? How much do you think he was getting for the pay per view? Uh, I mean, I would probably arrange. I mean, I think there's bonuses in there as well. So, um, from what I understand, somewhere around three dollars per pay per view buy. So he probably made close to ten million. Do you think Connor probably got a bit more than that? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 I think there would probably be some sort of negotiation where he gets a percentage of the sponsors that come in as well. He gets a percentage of, uh, and then plus also being able to to have hit a proper whiskey involved in the whole oh, deal. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I mean, if he was, if he was, I, I, I don't, I just don't see, a, I don't see a rematch, uh, based off what they're doing right now. You know, I mean, how they're treating Khabib and how they're treating his teammates. I don't, I don't see the rematch happening. You know, and if it does happen, it won't happen for years. So, um, we can taper it off before Sammy gets here for the other show. Um, Joanna and Shevchenko gets announced. U Eubanks gets cancelled, but then she gets rematched with uh, Roxanne Modafferi, um, and she tells UFC that they're treating it like a circus and they're playing with her life because they're messing with the whole title thing. <clears throat> Yeah, bottom line is they they dicked her over. That's what they did, you know. I mean, they're a mess right now in that whole that whole women's division right there. What they're doing with them. I mean, let's just you might as well just give Shevchenko the the title because that's all it sounds like you're trying to do. You know, you're Except not Joanna. They put Joanna in. So yeah, I mean, the thing is, Joanna's way smaller than her. But it's still a good fight, right? I mean, yeah, that's... it is. We'll see. We'll see. I mean. We've seen that Joanna, she has a hard time taking big shots. I mean, maybe it's the weight cut that's getting to her. But, I mean, she don't want to get hit by fucking, by uh, Shevchenko. Shevchenko's nasty. She's she's big. She's powerful. I think Joanna's going to look a lot smaller on her. Um, the question is, will she be able to get to her chin? You know, and if she does, I mean, light, lights could be out. I'm interested in that fight right there. Katzengano and Megan Anderson. I'm excited to see that fight. I like Cat, man. Cat's awesome. Yeah, that two thirty two card with uh, Jones and Gus is pretty good. It's got Nunez and Cyborg as well. Uh who? Nunez and Cyborg. Oh, really? Yeah, that card's gonna be that card's gonna have a pretty good lineup. Yeah. So the rest of the year's pretty stacked. Yeah, yeah. They need to. They need to finish the year strong because the the early part of this year wasn't all that great. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, guys, we're here with Josh Thompson, Punk's Opinion. Follow me at the Real Punk um, on IG, Snapchat, and Twitter. Also, you can hit me at Josh Thompson or Josh the Punk Thompson on Facebook. Hit my hit the like button and uh, follow all of our stuff. Also, check out our YouTube channel um, there uh, for Sammy and the Punk at Sammy and the Punk, right? For IG, hey, at Sammy and the Punk for IG and Twitter. Uh, yep. And also follow us on Facebook as well at Sammy and the Punk. 
All right, well, hey, this is a quick Punk's opinion over the last couple of little things. We will do more later this afternoon um, with some talks.